After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, hello there, friendo. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This, of course, is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about our favorite ones, our least favorite ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Y'all need to work on y'all people skills. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are your co-hosts. Genevieve, hello. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. It's going to be a doozy today, my friend. Yeah. I can tell. I am slappy as hell. Uh, we just had about an hour to an hour and a half show meeting. No joke. Before we uh, before we started recording, so you would think all the times that we're talking would be show meetings <laughs> because you mean just like whenever we're talking about anything in our life. Technically, everyone in who needs to be in the meeting is present. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. But this time we yeah we have some uh, well we we have some we have some big plans for uh cyber yeah. after these messages and uh, cyber is pretty big these cyber days. is very big so we're going to talk about that in just a second first though what's coming up on today's show i'm going to tell you that first we are talking football but only football commercials don't worry if you've never watched a lick of football if you're not sure if football is the one that's shaped like the egg or the black and white round thing, it doesn't matter. Technically, it's both. But it doesn't matter. We're not getting into sports here. But there are a million great commercials starring football players, as I call them, football men. And so we're going to be going through some of those commercials today, playing audio from them, and then grading the performances. We're going to, like standard A through F, right? Yeah. Letter grades. Okay. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, whether you've seen these or not, we have a really fun show. But I did want to get into a little bit of After These Messages business, which, by the way, I'm a big podcast listener. And usually when people say that at the top of the show, I groan and I say, don't talk inside And you hit the business. fast forward 30 and, seconds. But don't do that. Hold on. Everybody, hold on. We have big, we have big plans to announce. But it does involve a little bit of a technical switcheroo on our cyber end of things. And cyber is big these days, as you know. So, as 751 of you are intimately aware, we have a uh, Facebook page for After These Messages, where Genevieve, every every week you post all the commercials we talk about, links to the actual videos. With greater and lesser degrees of efficiency. Well, you also, you have a very important job. But, <laughs> uh, it's where people can often send us Do you us know this notes. week I accidentally posted our, our show... On our our like the audio of our show to my grapes page, which I'm also grapes an administrator on. Yeah, to, on to grapes of rad, and it took me like four commenters saying like this is a funny crossover episode to realize I'd put it in the wrong place. Ooh, could we get them to do that? Could we well, do a crossover? I could use some of their audience. Yeah. How are their numbers or your numbers? <laughs> I think they're or about whatever. I think they're about the same. Okay, but as long as they're all unique, we can double our audience in no time. Okay, I told you I was going to make this quick. So. Without getting bogged down, which I'm going to try not to do, we have a Facebook page, which is the type of thing that if you have a product to sell or a TV show to promote, or in this case, a podcast, you can set up a Facebook page 
page, which is a little bit different than your own personal Facebook account, and there are limitations to that. And one of the limitations that you and I have been kind of noticing is on our official Facebook page, when you guys, the listeners, the ad council, send us a note or want to engage with us, it takes your comment and it kind of buries it over in the corner. Now, you and I look for these messages, Veeves, and we will respond, but it's usually like one listener talking to one of us. And there isn't a lot of like mix them up. You don't have like the listeners talking to each other yeah. and responding to ads as much as I want. And so because of that, there's a way to create something called a Facebook group. And I know this is getting a little pedantic, but a Facebook group means that we're all equals. You and I can start this group and then a bunch of other people can join this group and hopefully all of our listeners will join this group and you guys can post things and it'll be just as prominent as the things that Genevieve and I post. And I think that's really important. And so all of that is to say we are slowly going to wrap things up with the Facebook page and say goodbye to it and blow it into the wind like a like a, a gray dandelion. And instead, we are going to plant those dandelion seeds into a new After These Messages Facebook group, which we've already created. So when you go to Facebook right now and you search for After These Messages, you will find two things. One is a page. One is a group. Go ahead and join that group. Veeves and I will give you a thumbs up right away. And that is going to create a much better Facebook experience for everybody and we're going to do something special with that page when we that group page when we get up to 200 new followers, right? That's right. Do you want to explain it? No, let's save it for the end. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I like the way you think. Give me a high five over the computer. We are going to do something really really cool with Facebook with our new Facebook group when we get to 200 subscribers to it, but um we're not going to tell you what that is until the end of the show. I love it so much. So that was the business at the top. I'm sorry if I talked a little bit too much. You knew it was going to happen. I have a, I have a tendency to do that. But uh, now let's uh, talk about some football men. <laughs> I sent out a tweet earlier today about the Super Bowl shuffle, but I didn't want to. I didn't want you to figure out why. <laughs> You should have played the Key and Peele parody of this. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You know what I almost loaded was Bernie Bernie, the Bernie Kosar song from the 80s. But I thought that Super Bowl Shuffle, even though specific to Chicago, was a little bit more universal. Yeah. Just, in in uh, that people have heard of it. Maybe at the end I'll, I'll do Bernie Bernie. Oh, yeah. How he can throw. Okay, <laughs> let's bring it back to 2016 here. Vives, you and I watch a lot of football, and we're not just talking about football-related commercials today. We're talking about specifically f- commercials that star football players. And I will say the range of talent in acting out there for football players, uh, is a, it's a pretty big spectrum. It is a big spectrum, although we're really only talking about a handful of players. And I was thinking about this today as I was preparing the show – the number of players that do national ad campaigns um, is actually quite tiny. Um, there, there. I'm sure in every local market there are uh, there are local ads uh, with starring some of the local players, like Marshawn Lynch doing um, uh, plumbing. Uh, geez, what is Marshawn Lynch's plumbing thing? Don't stop freaking call, call Beacon. Beacon, right? Right. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think. I'm so I'm sure that if you're in your local markets, you're and you watch football and you know who your football uh, players are, you you see them on TV. But there are actually not that many who are famous enough, uh, or maybe competent enough on camera 
to get these big national campaigns. That I, that surprises me. So in other words, you're not saying there are very few commercials with football players in it, but it's just that the, you see the same football players over and over and over. Yeah, again. and when you think about how many NFL players there are, it's a tiny fraction. And yeah. of course, we're talking, you know, it's only going to typically be skilled, you know, offensive skill positions who are getting these kinds of things, quarterbacks, star receivers, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, the occasional like defensive star breakout star but mm-hmm. like it's t- it's typically not like oh i'm you know i'm in the bears o-line and i'm you know doing a commercial for state farm right well the number there are two people who i think of right away as kind of owning the game one is aaron Rodgers. do we have yep. any aaron Rodgers yes. on our list today yes, okay we do. i was gonna say we aaron Rodgers and clay he's, matthews uh oh yeah oh that's one of my favorites but aaron Rodgers has been doing it for a while he's so personable and he's a pretty good actor and so we see him in a lot of commercials he's also Big name, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, and the other one, of course, Peyton Manning. Who's not even an NFL player. No, he. this is his first year of retirement. Now, Peyton Manning, for the past several years, has been repping two different companies. Very uh, Well, first three, I guess, Papa John's. Although I have not seen any new Papa John's this year since he's retired. But DirecTV, he's been doing DirecTV advertisements for a while, and Nationwide Insurance. And they both had their very separate campaigns. But now that he's retired, you're really seeing... A through line, yes. a very obvious through line, I think, between these two campaigns. But I think we should start with DirecTV, which is in much higher rotation. It's a campaign called Peyton on a Sunday morning, right? Yep. All right. Well, the first one is, and of course, that is a uh, that is a, the playoff of uh, Lionel Richie's song, uh, "Easy as a Sunday Morning," right? Easy, easy like a Sunday, easy like a Sunday. Oh, I'm glad I'm finding this out on the air. <laughs> Why wouldn't I have looked at what? It, it's easy like a Sunday morning, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's easy like a Sunday morning. You were just looking at me in a way that made me think that I was wrong. So now I just want to fact check it. Easy like a Sunday morning. Yeah. See, we no, know as what soon we're as you about. you said you looked like it might be wrong, and then I second guessed myself. Well, then you looked at me like you were <laughs> third guessing me. All right. So these commercials always begin with um, Lionel Richie. Criminally underused, by the way. He gets one line in all of these. He's sitting at a piano. He's always sitting at a piano that is adjacent to where the scene is about to take place. So in this case, uh, we're clearly in Peyton Manning's house. You can just see a little bit in the background, a little bit of Peyton Manning sitting in front of his TV. But right now, the camera is on Lionel Richie, who is in the uh, dining room, let's say. And he's, uh, he's playing the piano and singing. It's Peyton. It's Peyton on Sunday morning. E-Man. Now I'm going to uh, pause it here. We just heard uh, Peyton say E-Man. He picks up his cell phone and he's calling his brother Eli Manning, who is still a football player. He is catching Eli in the locker room and Peyton is just sitting on the couch in his robe because he's now retired. E-Man. What up, Peyton? You know I have direct TV NFL Sunday ticket. I get every game Every Sunday, all in HD. Uh, yeah, I know that. So you want to come over? I'll make nachos. I can't right now, man. I'm playing. Well, well, oh, yeah. Well, all right. Pencil you in for Tuesday. Get NFL Sunday ticket included at no expense. Okay, so I actually think the best joke in that is a visual joke. At the end, Peyton Manning picks up his scheduler, his, his old, you know, like calendar, and he just writes Eli in giant letters across all of Tuesday. In other words, and he's I think got, it's noteworthy that all of the days are completely empty. He's got nothing going on. And that is the through line, I think, for both this campaign and the nationwide campaign is Peyton Manning, one of the biggest stars in, in recent NFL history, 
maybe all of NFL history, and he's retired now, and so the theme is he's sad. And, well, not sad. He's a little bit pathetic and he's a little pathetic. bit lonely. lonely. Yes. yes. He, he's, he's got nothing going on, and he's jovial in his retirement, but essentially aimless. So here's another one. This takes place in a grocery store. Again, we see Lionel Richie playing in like the frozen food section, and uh, Peyton is, I think he's still wearing the same outfit, which is like in every... a bathrobe and uh, some Tonight shorts he's and a t-shirt. He's essentially wearing Broncos colors. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't um, even notice He's wearing that. an orange t-shirt and kind of a whitish blue robe, but he just shambles around retirement land in this robe and uh, and t-shirt and, and boxers slippers, and I slippers. Think. Yeah. Um, and I mean, clearly, you know, he's in on the joke. Like he's, I mean, the dude is not, you know, really living in his robe, right. but it's kind of grim. Well, it gets, uh, we're taking a narrative arc where it gets darker and it darker. Gets darker. Let's listen yeah. to this, uh, this one in the grocery store. It's paid. It's paid on Sunday morning. You know, with DirecTV NFL Sunday ticket, you can watch your favorite team no matter He's where you live. He's talking to cashier. Like Broncos or Colts. Cool. Uh, 18. The old number. Ooh, I have got a coupon for that one. Nothing signals sadness in America like having a coupon. Well, I'm surprised that they haven't had one yet where the, he has a bunch of cats around him. That's what signals sadness more. I'm not defending it. I'm saying like yeah. the, the quote unquote No, I assume that lady. will be the fourth in the series. Yeah. So a uh, couple him, of Him things. at like a shelter getting like getting there to get one cat but ends up with like nine. If you haven't seen this, I promise that this would be also for non-football watchers. So quick explanation there. Um, he says Bron- you can watch a Bronx uh, uh, Colts game. That would be his and his brother's teams. Um, when he says ah, 18, he's standing in checkout line number 18 that's his old number um and basically the you know young slack-jawed uh cashier is just he doesn't even really know who this old guy is and he's just being he's just being annoyed i mean he did win the super bowl last year oh no no i mean i actually (laughs) i don't dislike these i I think that they're i think that they're funny um i think I think I'm playing them in order of my favorite to least favorite. The one yes. where he writes down Eli in big letters all across Tuesday is pretty funny to me. That one that we just saw doesn't have like a good, doesn't have a great punchline to me. It's just okay. Yeah. And now do you want me to play the third one? Yeah. Or, okay. And this next one just takes it to sad town. Yeah. This is really, I mean, this, things get almost existential. So in this one, he's sitting on a park bench and he's sitting next to an, and actually an old man. And he's making conversation with him about DirecTV and how you can stream it on your phone and whatnot. And then you'll hear the old man at the end, and he's also retired, and he uh, he's just regretting some things in life. It's Peyton. It's Peyton on Sunday morning. You like football? Yeah. It's DirecTV NFL Sunday Ticket. I can watch every Sunday Ticket game live on any device. I'm retired. Uh-huh. I just sit here. Watching nothing. If I were you, I'd work as long as you can. Work as long as you can. Get NFL. So the guy who, the old guy who's retired, he is just, he is just got nothing to look forward to day in and day out. It's so grim, and I don't understand why it's so grim. I mean, Peyton's reaction is kind of funny, and this is one thing I'll say. I know we're going to give everybody a grade, and I'm glad includes Eli. I think Peyton. There's a there's a very good reason why Peyton Manning is you know, has so many pitch deals and is the face, the face of so many products. He's got a natural quality to him. He's, he's a naturally funny kind of understated actor. 
um, he, he, it really, I mean, not only is he an amazing athlete and an incredible football talent, but he, he's good at pitching and he's good at do, giving them, giving them what they need for a, for like a jokey story and mm-hmm. advertisement. But I don't understand why the, the takeaway from, I feel like they, they went too far down the, the path of like, oh, it's funny that we're going to make fun of Peyton being like an old retired guy with nothing going on. Like what a joke that is because of course he's like still a huge superstar Mm -hmm. and they kind of lost the thread of like, wait, what do people, what are we taking people taking away from this? Yeah. How does this sell our product? How does this sell our product? Yeah. Yeah. um, And it's like, I, I feel like they, they kind of sacrificed the, story of DirecTV on the altar of the joke. Yeah, and I think we're going we're to see that in a lot of these. And I can't tell if I'm just paying, if I'm being extra critical of commercials these days or if football commercials in particular kind of have a problem holding the thread together, holding the center together. But I think the best one is the Eli one, not just because of the joke at the end, but because it's football related. He's right. calling his brother. His brother still plays. He does, and it's a reminder of that. But it's also speaking to... The football watching experience yes. it very much speaks to you and I, people who dedicate our Sundays to watching football the best way possible. Yeah, and that and is direct TV, and like it's their main pitch. Yes, and you're talking to me like I'm sitting here watching this commercial, probably, and I'll just admit it on some jank ass bootleg stream of a Cleveland Browns game that is like I'm getting illegally from across the country. <laughs> direct TV is speaking to me like stop yeah. messing around with that. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it anywhere if you get Direct TV. For the record, the reason I don't is because. A lot as renters, DirecTV is not really an option for us um, because I truly do believe that if you can pay for something, you should, as opposed to stealing it. Um, that wasn't me just bragging about my dark net ways. Um, so, how do you want to handle this? So, are we giving Peyton a grade? Because we have a we have an insurance commercial to get here too. Are we grading? his performance in each campaign or are we giving him an overall grade as an actor? I want to give him an overall grade as an actor. Okay, because I think that it's not fair to the um to the actors slash football players involved, but these grades are going to be somewhat dependent on whether or not they really made me laugh or whatever, which means we're kind of grading the writers as well. Maybe you're taking a different approach. Well, it's the, it was ever thus with reviewing performance. Is it, though? I mean, if you're reviewing a performance, you can say, despite a weak script, the performance really stood out. I can I can say that. I say that all the time for actors in commercials. Okay. All right. I guess I, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I told you it was going to be a goofy show. <laughs> all right. So this is the next Peyton a- uh, Manning campaign. This is for Nationwide. Now, a little bit of background on this. Um, a lot of you have probably seen the original campaign that started a couple of years ago where Peyton Manning, again, kind of shuffling around his house with the nationwide jingle going through his head. And this isn't a joke about retirement. This has been going on for a while, but he's making himself a chicken parmesan sandwich and he just sings to himself, chicken parm, you taste so good. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of other jokes along those lines. He's just kind of going around the house. And actually, I think it's a very effective campaign because it really puts that jingle in your head. Like how many times... Times are you putting socks away or something? Or like all you socks, you go in here. <laughs> like I will seriously do that. Like so, I actually <laughs> did not know that that happened. Um, so anyway, I thought I thought the the idea for the campaign was brilliant. But like a lot of campaigns, I'll do my little editorializing here at the beginning. You took a kind of simple, sweet concept, and they've just added added too many layers. Of complexity to it, yes. I think. I think it's now at least the third year running. Now Peyton is retired and he's in a diner, and it's not just him singing to himself. 
everybody in the diner is making a meta comment about Peyton Manning, and they're all singing these, you know, they're singing their thoughts in this uh, in in this tune. Now, I think what happens first is Peyton Manning's in a diner. There is a couple sitting a couple of tables away. I think the man sings to his wife, something like, that's Peyton Manning. And then the waitress says, yeah, he's here every day. And then the uh, and then the, the short order cook says something from the kitchen. I think it's important that you know who these characters are if you've never seen this before. So, how's retirement? Staying pretty busy, actually. Busy? Busy. Busy is good. Honey, look. Number 18 in the house. He comes in here every day. Gets the same thing every time. Uh, you know I can hear you, right? You know I can hear you, right? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'll be here all week. For your many retirement needs nationwide. I uh, I actually like that kind of on replay more than because I a lot of these commercials I just that I'm sort more of watching. Sweet. Yeah, it is a little bit more sweet. But again, like I know that he is retired now, and I'm not even saying that this is the most surprising thing in the world that both of these campaigns latch onto that, but. I think there's a little nod here. I was talking to our buddy Luke today, and I mentioned, yeah, both these campaigns are kind of hung on retirement. And Luke's like, I don't think the diner one is really hung on the retirement thing, other than the beginning, the guy says, how's retirement? No, but I think that waitress saying... Uh, he comes in here every day. He comes in here every day. And, let me, and a- let, me, uh, let me confirm for you that that ad is entirely about retirement, because there's a nationwide uh, site mm. that's like nationwide.com slash Peyton or whatever... And it's all about insurance products for when you're in retirement. Right. And it's all based around uh, the idea of like selling to retired people. That's so funny. I wonder if that's a tail it's, wag and the dog thing. Who like knows? Peyton, their main spokesperson is now retired. Right. Hey, let's take advantage of that. I that's don't know. And it, there's some other videos on it, some of which are working too hard and I think are disjointed and other and Peyton ones. Other Peyton ones, but they're not stories like that. It's like him just in front of a camera, like goofing around kind yeah. of and and wisecracking. Um, but they're all they are totally about retirement retirement. They're very you know, they're sort of making fun of him, you know, uh kind of like looking at his former glory. And weren't wasn't there uh, was it Brett Favre who does a Bud Light commercial where he comes in and he says, "Uh, no, it wasn't Brett Favre. No, um, he plays for, the, uh, he's a former Dallas quarterback. Who's the most famous Dallas quarterback? Oh, uh, Aikman? Troy Aikman. Yeah. There's a Troy, there's a Bud Light that's commercial for Troy Aikman one. that's very similar. It's like clinging to former glory that was pretty funny. We didn't include it because it's not airing right now. Um, but Troy Aikman does a great job in, the, in this Bud Light ad of like looking sheepish when he's caught caring about his former right. Do you glory. want me to play it? I yeah, got it. I did it. a quick it's pretty, Google. It's pretty funny. I got to say, I, I think part of his acting that I like so much in it is a little bit of just kind of the sheepish look he gives. But basically, he's at a Quickie Mart uh, buying some some Bud, uh, Miller Lite, And there's a whole actually. series that takes place in this Quickie Mart yeah. where with the... And I think, you, you know, when I talk about good acting in a commercial, the counterman at this... Quickie Mart is a great commercial yeah. actor. And so so Aikman is getting his beer at checkout, and we see a fan of his in the background, somebody wearing his old jersey or whatever. And so the fan's going to come up to him as he's checking out, being like, oh, I think about your big play all the time. And Troy Aikman's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, really, uh, I don't really think about that. I've put that all behind me. And then me. his cell phone and rings. And then his cell phone rings. So that's what you'll hear. Hey, here. what's up, Troy? Okay, that it? That's Miller oh, no. Lite. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Hey, man. Huge fan, man. Oh, thank you. Oh, the touchdowns and the wins and... 
That's yeah, it. you know, I, I don't like to dwell on the past, but thank you. Yeah. Aikman, touchdown! Unbelievable! Aikman, touchdown! Unbelievable! Aikman, touchdown! Unbelievable! I dwell on the past. I would too. <laughs> so he holds up the phone, which clearly that's his phone ring, and 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 then he the look on his face where he just he he just has to admit the exact opposite of what yeah. he just said, and he doesn't he doesn't adorn it. He just says, "Yeah, I dwell he just on the owns past." It. Yeah, I love that. I really love it. And maybe that's an that is for a a plus for acting. A plus for acting. Um. So so let's what what do we think about what do we think about Peyton? If if Troy Aikman I think is is a is a solid A plus. I think that, I'm glad we played that because that I think is going to be the gold standard. Yeah, it's not a lot of acting, but it's perfect. And none of these Peyton acting is ones... about economy of language. Troy, <laughs> I love it. I love I love a good callback, a commercial callback. Um, so I'm glad we played that because I have no beef with these Peyton commercials. I think he's as far as the field goes, he's damn near the top, but none of these ads give me the pleasure. I could watch that Aikman thing over and over, and we have. When it comes on, we shut up and we pay attention to the TV because we think the joke is so good. So I'll give, um, I'm going to give Manning an A minus. I agree. I don't. What about Eli? I mean, Eli has one line. Yeah, but Eli's done some other commercials. You know, he's he has been in the he's been in other direct TV ads where he is always played as a foil to his uh, more accomplished older brother. Um, and I think Eli does an okay job. If, 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 if Peyton is an A minus, I think Eli is a B plus. Okay. I'm, I have to abstain from that. I'm Googling here and looking for some old ads he was in, but I don't have a strong feeling on, uh, I don't have a strong feeling on Eli unless I went back and did more homework on that. Okay. All right. Well, so let's, let's leave the Manning brothers behind and move okay. on to some, yes, uh, I some promised, Russell Wilson. I promise we'd go uh, quickly here. This is, um, this is one of my favorite ones running, uh, running now, although it's one of those that when I see it during game day, I think it's funny and cute, but it wasn't until I really sat down in the quiet of my studio today by myself and really paid attention to it that this is one where I think they get lost in the joke a little bit. It's a little bit confusing to me. Let's talk about this. So we have three uh, football players, Russell Wilson, um, Von Miller, who's a defensive back for the um, for the Broncos, and who is the other one? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Okay, good. Thank you for knowing that. I would have never gotten there. Antonio um, Brown's in basically all the commercials we're talking about after this. So oh, really? You'll okay, get to know so him. he stands out. So all three of them are standing in what I guess is their agent's office, and they're yeah. all kind of looking a little bit bummed. And you'll hear the agent is saying, there's a problem. On Xbox One, uh, Madden, which is a game that I love, uh, nobody's playing your characters. So we need you to get out there and fix this. You need to be in the community more. So when you play Madden, do you play as a character? Well, that's where I think the commercial plays a little bit fast and loose. I mean, first of all, you can set up who is on your team. So I can bench any player and replace them with another player. Um, but also then once the play begins, you can choose which character you're controlling. Okay. Like on defense, um, before the ball is snapped, I can just choose whichever character oh, so I you want can to play rush the line. Yeah. It's a little bit complicated on the offense because you're going to be the ball carrier all the time. So if Russell Wilson is your quarterback, then you're going to play Russell. Anyway, it's... 
I think they're playing a little bit fast and loose with that. But the idea is your characters are not popular in the video game. Get out there and mix it up with real people. And then we see three different scenes that are a little bit confusing to me. Russell Wilson is playing Madden remotely with a girl and they have headsets on, right? Just mm-hmm. some like normal girl. She's probably a teenager or something like that. I think so. And, uh, and she's beating him and goading him on. And then he gets really sarcastic and like yells something at her that you'll hear. And then, then we're in a barber shop for some reason. And Antonio Brown is shaving a kid's head, like giving and him to, a haircut. To, 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 Cause you know, Antonio Brown has that very distinctive oh, kind of like, he's giving him his pointy haircut. haircut. Yes. I don't know how to describe it. That's probably not the technical It's not the cool thing. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, well, it's whatever. It rises in the middle, almost like a mohawk, sort of, sort only of. a very subtle mohawk. Yeah. Um, and so he's giving this kid a haircut. And meanwhile, the kid is playing Madden, maybe on his phone or something like that. And then in the final one, we see Von Miller playing with a kid in the same room playing Xbox together. And then as the kid is about to make a good play, he slams the remote out of her hand or the controller out of her hand. So I think that's just like with all the different scenes going on, I find it a little bit confusing. Um, and then at the end, they show they show up again back at their manager's office. So I... I felt like I had to describe that it one. Is very, here here it's, it is. It's, audi- it's audible, but it's a lot of visuals. Yeah. And then again, keep all those visuals in your head. And like, why why make it so visually complicated is my question for you. Guys, no one's playing as you in Madden on Xbox One. As your agent, I need you to go out there and connect with the Xbox Live community. Get your popularity back up. Great game, Julia. I win! Oh, yeah! Go! Come on, get there! Yes! Touchdown! Snaps the ball. Trump's back. Strip side Miller. Guys, it's so easy to connect on Xbox Live. What's the issue? Y'all need to work on y'all people skills. Play together on the fastest gaming network. Okay, so I left the surprise ending there. At the very end, we see Marshawn Lynch again retirement this is his first season in retirement and he's just chilling on like a chase lounge or something in the corner and he's the one who tells them they all have to work on their people skill by the way looking at that barbershop and he famously uh is what does not have those kinds of people skills he actually well i don't know if we want to get he actually does i think he's actually very personable he just did not like the fact that the league tries to make him talk at yeah. press conferences. So he was he came off as being kind of like a very curmudgeonly a season ago. But whatever, that's a whole different. I spot describes it as Marshawn Lynch ironically jokes about how they need to work on their people. Skills. So okay, there you're right. I mean, you're right. I don't know why I'm arguing against that. <laughs> Clearly, he was chosen um, because there there's a bit of irony there. By the way, not to sharpshoot you, but did you notice he's not giving that kid his haircut. He's just a barber for some reason. There's no indication that he's giving that guy a haircut that's uh, to look like him. I think that it is that Antonio you're talking about Antonio Brown he's in a, he's he's at a barber shop he has a sh- a clipper mm-hmm. not scissors but a clip like a shaver uh a razor and he's trying to give the kid a haircut and then the kid kind of jerks his head as he scores a point scores points or whatever and it kind of shaves a little bald patch in mm-hmm. his in his head um i think it's 
relevant to the narrative that he has this very distinctive that yeah. he Antonio Brown has a very distinctive shape. He's picking it out at haircut. the beginning. Like he's while they're standing in the manager's office, he's got a pick and he's kind of like fluffing his hair up a little bit. So we are supposed to be paying attention that like Antonio Brown is into his hair. So I, I guess that's why he's in a barber I think it's shop. arguable that the joke is that he's the kid has asked for the Antonio Brown, but who okay. knows? So tell me about these glasses see, that Von Miller has. Oh yeah. Well, you and I thought it was uh, cute because we don't know much about Von Miller. Although yeah. Luke told me today that actually he was the MVP of the Super Bowl last year. I did not I did not remember that. Um, but uh, those glasses, um, he's wearing in this commercial these really cute kind of, you know, plastic, almost nurgle, like hipster nerd glasses. Sort of sort like of. Barb from Stranger Things. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit smaller, but he looks cool. And because they're being dressed down by their manager, the, the idea of him being in these kind of nerdy glasses – um, kind of adds to it. He looks kind of especially like a kid who's being who's being scolded. Um, and I wasn't sure today if that was something, because I don't know anything about Von Miller. I wasn't sure if he really wears glasses, if this was just something they put on him in the commercial to be funny. Well, it turns out he uh, really does need glasses. Some people in the, uh, apparently fans and in the league have accused him of just doing it as an affectation. But he says, no, he had to wear, con- uh, he wears contacts on the field, but he likes wearing glasses and he has over 120 pairs of glasses. Here's another dazzling detail for you. He says that his brother has the same prescription as him, so sometimes they can share glasses, but most of them are his. Um, That's adorable. Is that not adorable? And then I was reading this article all about it, and he's kind of like, yeah, like when I was in high school... I had to wear glasses on the field, so I had to wear these almost wrap-around, like, race car things that went over my helmet with, like, a big strap or whatever. And, you know, I took tons of shit for it. I bet. And he's like, you know what? But it was great. Like, on the playground or something, somebody teased you, and I was teased a lot. Like, there was not a lot I could do. If I hit, if I punched them or something, I'd get in trouble. But on the football field, I'd run over their ass. Yeah. It was a pretty good... And it, like, really motivated him. That's so cool. Yeah. So, anyway, he really does wear glasses. And this is his look, uh, apparently. Like, I was seeing old press conferences and everything. He's always wearing these glasses. So. Well, he's smart from a sort of standout in the in the endorsement field mm-hmm. uh, game to have a look. Yeah, absolutely. Just like I don't think it's an accident that Antonio Brown has this very distinctive haircut that yeah. you know, he's, he's recognizable in profile. I know one of the reasons this stood out to you is Russell Wilson is in a lot of commercials. He's the Seahawks quarterback. Um, he, stre- he does a lot of local ads. People who don't live in the Seattle area don't see them, but he's been in a lot of... He's been in a fair number of local ads for things, and they have the sort of local, low-pro quality to them. He's been in a lot of Alaska Airlines ads, which I doubt are, are national because they're not really... And Beats by Dre. Beats he's by that, Dre. He's in that one but where in, he's in the swimming but pool. But he doesn't have to do a lot. He yeah. just has to sort of be still in that. This is the first time I've seen him actually stretch as an actor. I, I'm not giving it an A, Mm-mm. but he's trying to thread an interesting needle with his performance. He says, like great game julia and then he makes like kind of a fake smile yeah Yeah, and he's trying like what they got him to portray there was something a little bit more subtle than just sarcasm or just petulance but some kind of interesting like combination of those ideas and he actually is the most unlike the whole commercial is about these guys need to be unlikable but the antonio brown he doesn't mean they need to be likable well their problem in the commercial oh. is they are oh, I see. unlikable. So they have to act unlikable. So, Anto- so like we see Russell Wilson, and he's acting very unlikable. The other two, like okay, Von Miller, yeah, he strips sacks the, the the controller out of the kids. That's funny, but it's 
I mean, yes, it's rude, but it's also just straight up funny. Yeah. Whereas Russell's just like really kind of unlikable in this. Russell's having to do of all the other of all the actors of all the football players in this ad. Russell's actually having to do the most acting, which is kind of surprising. And I think he doesn't do the greatest job, but I think he gets a solid like most improved. Whereas I would say I think Von Miller gets the funniest line. Yes. But it's you know he doesn't have to do that much with it. I like the way he stands there, uh, sort of. Uh, primly waiting to be dressed down by the yeah. agent. Um, so I like his sort of physical comedy. And I this like is his, Vaughn you're talking about. Vaughn, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see more from Vaughn Miller. He seems yeah. like a funny guy. I think Antonio Brown does not do anything in this that stands well, out. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, and not to not to try to kind of fight you on this until I, I you would you seed my point or whatever. But like, you have likability issues. So okay, I understand people playing the game. Why is other than him having a distinctive haircut that they wanted to somehow capitalize on, it makes no sense that he Antonio Brown is is giving somebody a haircut in a barber shop when he's supposed to be out. Like it just is so jammed in there. It doesn't make sense in the narrative of the commercial at all. It's like all over the place. Yeah, I think it's just they were trying to think of three different locations or three different scenarios where people be playing Madden mm-hmm. and you can see it's a Steelers barbershop where they have uh, you know, screens on the wall and a, a controller that people can go in and play with. You know, it's not, he's not just playing on his phone. He's actually playing yeah, I was, as part I of this Steelers barbershop. As a matter of fact, is he in a Steelers barbershop? Is there a chance that he's in the Steelers locker room now that I'm looking at it again? No, it's a Steelers themed barbershop. Yeah. So, and everybody in the barbershop is playing. Yeah. So, which is just like, I don't know. It just seems so complicated in a way that that shouldn't be. Like, who's, who's ever heard of a Steelers themed barbershop where people play video games? I'll tell you why there are three different scenarios here. There's one scenario where Russell's playing remotely with a fa- with someone mm-hmm. with Julia. They're not in the same room together, so that's one way you can play remotely uh, with your friends. Because the whole point of this ad is you can play Xbox One with your friends. Mm-hmm. There's you can play it remotely. You can go to a public place. You, you know, like a business can have this as a as an inducement to come to their bit to their service provider. Or you can be in someone's home and play next to your best friend on the couch, right. as Von Miller yeah, is doing. They're trying to they're trying to show that. But again, as a commercial, anyway, okay, I've I've made my point. I I just think it's a little. I think we're going to see more and more of these where they have some good jokes in there and they have some good star power in there. But in order to make it all work, like they just kind of throw some of the some of the stuff that would help make the commercial make more sense out the window. And it seems a little jammed in there. Can we make this, by the way, I've got a still here of Von Miller being dressed down. <laughs> Can we make that the show the, picture this week? The face that Von Miller makes when he's getting yelled at is, is enough for me to give him a B plus. Uh, I think Russell's still a B. I think uh, Antonio Brown, B minus. And what about Marshawn? Marshawn's not good, but he's Marshawn. Marshawn gets the line. He gets the laugh line. It's all based on context, right? I give, him, I give him an A minus, though. All right. I give uh, Russell a B. Pl- I give Russell a B. Yeah, me too. No, I give Russell a B plus. I give Russell a B in the Beats by Dre commercials and stuff like that. I think he's like a. I, I think he's a resting B face. Um, <laughs> and he, since he showed a little bit more, I'm going to give him a B plus on that. One. All right. Okay. B so, plus for effort, Russell. Okay. We uh, really need to start going. Oh, okay. Alaska Airlines. I don't even know this one. This also has Russell Wilson. So I'll, oh, I think this is where this is where this Russell rever- reverts to form. Okay. So this is Alaska Airlines. 
Uh, Russell Wilson is in a park in Seattle. I can't uh, remember what park that is off the top of my head. Is it Seward? No, anyway. Um, but he's also uh, standing in front of a blue screen that has just been kind of a photographer's blue screen that's been set up in the park. So what do you like about the Alaska Mileage Plan? We're pretty obsessed with performance. I travel all over the world, and it's awesome that I can get Alaska miles flying on partner airlines. Every mile you fly is a mile you earn. Which is... Okay, this is confusing. Let me explain this. It begins with Russell in that scene, but all it says is Russell Wilson, or does it even just say Russell W., uh, a member for four years. Russell W., member for four years. Yeah, I mean, the joke is it's a bunch of normals plus Russell A Wilson. bunch of normal Seattle people, and we see Russell for a second, and then it's just a bunch of Vox Pop of a bunch of other normal people. Uh, and it, it, as they're singing the praises of the of the thing, it says how long they've been members. Um, does he come It back? is a good mileage program, you guys, though. It's a good mileage program. We give that an A+. Plus. A+, uh, plus for the MVP Does program. Russell come back? Should I keep playing this one? I think he comes back. All right, I'll, I'll I'll hit go on this, but I think it's only we can, thirty seconds. I think we can get. Uh, I think we can probably get rid of this. I just want people to hear about the benefits of the Alaska Airlines. You mileage are so program. in the pocket of big Alaska. So, what do you like about the Alaska mileage plan? We're pretty obsessed with performance. I travel all over the world, and it's awesome that I can get Alaska miles flying on partner airlines. Every mile you fly is a mile you earn, which is awesome. Perth, Reykjavik, Dubai. Yeah, I actually fly Alaska to surf in Alaska. I love all the ways that I can earn miles. I also like to be able to get upgraded to first class. I'm Gold. The highest ranked airline loyalty program. There's so much more. I mean, uh, how much time do you have? Ugh. Uh, that's him who comes back again at the end, and they get a little bit uh, closer that's on him, I mean. and he's like, like trying to act with his face. I give that a C. Yeah. I mean, I almost want to give it a C plus just because it seems so mean, but that's a. Uh... I think when you average out his Alaska Airlines with the Xbox, you end up with a B minus. Yeah. Or maybe even a C plus. Like I don't think Ra- I don't think his throwing sass at Rachel saves the crappiness of the acting in this tiny commercial where he has like two lines. All yep. Right. Okay. Uh, All then right, let's, so let's move on. Let's move on. There are a bunch of Antonio Brown ads. Uh, maybe he can redeem himself from his sort of lackluster performance in the Xbox ad. This is a very quick one. It's just fifteen seconds. Uh, the scene is um, sort of like you know. Like sort of normal, slightly schlubby-looking white guy sitting in an airport uh, uh, gate lounge, and sitting next to him is Antonio Brown, and the the schlubby guy turns to him and and speaks to him. We crushed it last week, buddy. We. You scored two touchdowns. I put you in my lineup. We did it. Without NFL.com fantasy football, what would friends talk about? You um, fly often. Yes. NFL.com fantasy football. Why Fun, that, free, and easy. Why is Antonio Brown getting so many? Uh, okay. I mean, I know he's an amazing player, so I'm sure that's an enormous part of it. And he, I, and I do think his distinctive look is actually kind of uh, relevant. Um, but, and who's, because who's in that one where they throw, somebody has to throw a, a football to a, a guy driving in a car? I don't know no, that's, that that's one. No, that's, that's uh, Ty, uh, Ty, uh, Tyrod. What's his name? Because it's a quarterback. Wouldn't okay, be I'm, I'm Brown. not sure. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know what Antonio. I don't know how Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown's agent is very good. Is what I'm saying because mm-hmm. he's not a good actor, uh, and he's getting a ton of endorsement deals. And you can tell, like you heard how much acting he had to do in that. Not much. He sat totally still, delivered his lines woodenly, and out. Well, here's what pisses me off about that commercial, and it's not Brown's fault. By the way, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> That's another callback. He can't act in my commercial. No, he can't. Um, uh, 
this is another example where they let star power get in the way of a commercial that actually makes sense. And here's how I know it. This is part of a whole campaign about friends making small talk. And the original one that I saw had nobody famous in it. It was just two bros driving around in the car. And at first they're talking about fantasy football. And then they say, what would you talk about if there was no fantasy football? And then the two bros just start making bad small talk about the outfit that they chose that day. That makes sense. I'm going to play it for I'm you. Seven and zero this season. You auto drafted. That's what all the great GMs do. They delegate. <laughs> you like didn't that. do anything. Yeah, I did. I set the queue. Without NFL.com fantasy football, what would friends talk about? I almost wore shorts today. Oh, it's going to do a sweatshirt shorts combo. Hmm. Switched pants instead okay i love that commercial i think that's pretty funny and so they have this campaign going on and then somebody says yeah but we need some star power in here okay let's get antonio brown now you have this dynamic that's very much like any scene under the tv show the league where you have a normal person playing fantasy football approaching a real life football player and giving them shit or praising them about you right. know how well and, they've done on their and team. primarily the the feeling that the famous football player is having is annoyance right but by going there like this, as you described him, kind of like typical schlubby looking guy or typical kind of business looking guy in an airport talking to Antonio Brown saying, what would friends talk about? They're not friends. That's the whole point. Yeah. Like you were so excited to get Antonio Brown. So you wedged him into this thing, but it doesn't make sense that way. But right. you're excited because you have Antonio Brown. It really right. irks me. The better way to do it is write it as if Antonio Brown is equally excited that he was played in this guy's fantasy league. Yes. You know, you're right. That would be an interesting, that would be an interesting dynamic. And or, I think or that have the, the or have the um maybe just have Antonio Brown talking to somebody who doesn't play football but seems like he's actually his friend or something like that. Like why the airport? Clearly, the airport indicates that they don't even know each other. Yeah. So it's going to be awkward anyway. I, I'm really this commercial. I've thought about it a lot. It really ticks me off. Yeah, it's not good, and it's it's a rare misstep for the NFL. Yeah, you're right. They have good commercials, although I do think it's part of a pattern of these football commercials, again, kind of losing the thread of the joke by either making it too complicated or relying too much on star power, adding too many jokes. And I think, Genevieve, that, that is, a great segue. is a good segue into our, into our next ad. Now, I realize I've been doing all the talking. Do you want to explain this? Sure. Uh, this is an ad for Pepsi, uh, although the only reason I know that is that I had to do an enormous amount of Googling to basically Google the entire story of this ad before I could remember what the product was. Mm. Um, it start, it's very complex, and it goes into a number of different directions, and it makes a lot of sort of good and funny jokes, but somewhat disconnected jokes. So what you're seeing is a college campus, um, uh, a young white guy is talking to a young white girl, um, and he's getting her phone number and awkward he's awkwardly getting her phone number and is obviously very nervous about getting her phone number when he gets her phone number he celebrates with a pepsi and i think that'll get kind of get us into the commercial okay let's take a listen here uh i'm in there is katie i'll call you later or no i won't i'll text you because what am i your dad (laughs) don't stay out too late um yeah just text me thank you get home safe This must be what Antonio Brown feels like when he's dancing in the end zone. This must be how Lucas felt when he finally got Katie's number. 
And you see Antonio in the end zone doing a dance that I, I don't know if it's like a particular dance that he's famous for. I'm not a Steelers fan. Um, but he's obviously, you know, the joke is he's as if he's having the same thought that this nobody dude did. So this is one where it seems like there's a punchline and then it keeps going and then for it another punchline and it's not the two punchlines aren't related. And I would say perhaps they have fallen victim to the NFL fantasy uh syndrome of oh we got antonio brown what do we do with them right i almost wonder if antonio brown's agent is going around like (laughs) forcing him on him you'll figure it out dude we'll just sign here (laughs) your writers will figure it out that's what that's what the agent is saying all the time because this commercial is kind of cute and funny without the antonio brown thing i also could see a series of things where normal people are thinking about famous people and then famous people like i think that's a good joke but it's just like wait the whole commercial is about this awkward interaction with this girl and then all of a sudden at the end you're not even thinking i don't know it's just I, too be, much. at the end antonio brown is standing on the on in the end zone doing a, a silly dance and having this uh, obviously absurd thought pepsi is nowhere to be seen in mm-hmm. your in anything that you're looking at that's why i couldn't remember pepsi has told you've totally lost the pepsi thread by the time you get to the what would arguably be the main punchline of the commercial i think that's ridiculous it's such bad advertising now antonio brown um doesn't do much acting in this we only um we see him dancing but that's just like kind of a thought voiceover so he doesn't even have to act the line i just don't think he can act very much maybe maybe not i'm fine with it though i mean his dance is kind of cute but it's amazing how i don't use the word cute that often until i'm talking about football players apparently yeah. Anyway, do you want to give it a grade? Uh, well, grade? I, I think Antonio Brown, um, you know, he is a C minus edging towards a D. Wow. Overall, he just really? doesn't, he can't bring it. He's not an actor. Worse than Russell Wilson in the Alaska. Russell Wilson is bad in those Alaska ads, but he is showing so much improvement. And, you know, you can just tell he's like, well, this is a real really no, no football player left behind kind of situation. It's about improvement over time. It's not about improvement actually... over time. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Ted Kennedy would be very proud. Well, I'm an educator. Uh, George W. Bush. Um, So this next one is, I'm just going to say it. It's my favorite. I think it's my favorite football player commercial running It's a good ad. It is so good. And so it has both um, Aaron Rodgers, who we mentioned. He's a quarterback for the Packers. And Clay Matthews, who's a defensive lineman for the lineman? Lineman or defensive back? Uh, uh, I get. Uh, I don't know. He's don't he's got know. long, flowing golden hair that I'll, I mostly I'll, know. I'll, what, I'll describe as cute. I mostly know him from Pitch Perfect too. I mostly know him as Clay Matthews Senior's son, um, who was a Cleveland Brown. Did I ever tell you about that Bernie Bernie? Oh yeah. Yeah, you've already talked about it once in this show. I know. I'm just I'm just getting your goat. Um, so anyway, here we have a commercial where you see Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews and the rest of their team, and they're in the locker room, and they're getting really, really, really pumped up. And then all of a sudden, there's a cut to Aaron Rodgers in his home, and you're going to hear some of the same language from the locker room echoed in his house while he is trying to kill a fly. And while Clay Matthews is sitting on the couch behind him eating chips. Right. And he's trying to kill a fly with a, uh, with a golf club, we should say. So, again, very visual commercial. Nobody comes into this house without paying the price. Not here. Not ever. State Farm knows that for every one of those moments, there's one of these. Nobody comes into this house 
without paying the price. Not here, not ever. So he swings the golf club at the fly. The golf club leaves his hand. He smashes a dish off the table. The golf club goes flying through his living room window. It also, I think, ends up going through the car it buries window. buries itself in his car window. Which is, which is right outside the window. Clay Matthews, meanwhile, is just shoving his face full of chips, watching this go down. Well, did you get it? <laughs> and he delivers that line. Well, did you get it? And then at the very end, we see uh, Aaron Rodgers talking to the State Farm people who were there. Um, and in the background, this is my favorite part that I didn't notice until you pointed out several viewings in, that Clay Matthews is in the background with the broom still going after the fly. Yeah, just futilely waving a broom around at the ceiling. You want to talk about, I know we're supposed to be talking about acting, but now let's talk about the narrative arc of this commercial as opposed to the X. Xbox One, where I'm still not clear as exactly what's going on it. Uh, in, in that last one, where it just kind of kept on going, this is a tight yeah. narrative with a couple of really good jokes. Like, it's got three good jokes yes. in it. Because it starts with, you think the joke at first is like, boy, he's applying the same kind of tough talk in the locker room to home when he's going after a fly. But then, so that that's just, the first time I saw it, I thought that was funny. Then he breaks his window and Clay Matthews saying, oh, did you get it? That's a second really good joke. And then the final thing in the background seeing Clay Matthews go for it. Yet it's all a very simple concept. No, the beats in this are so so timed perfectly. The performances are are good. And it is so well constructed, and you remember what the whole purpose. They end, unlike the Pepsi ad, they end on the product, right? Yeah. He's standing there getting his, you know, insurance claim filed. Right. Um, I think it's so successful. Aaron Rodgers, of course, is probably second only, and maybe even you know could be considered the first footballman in America uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of ads. I mean, he's been he's been the State Farm guy. I mean, the discount double check. Yes, uh, right. Was right. you know for years his thing that where they sort of turned his like touchdown dance or whatever into a, a insurance thing. Um, so Aaron Rodgers has done a ton of advertising. He is probably as good as Peyton Manning or or you know, and he has a lot of advertising left in him. And he's also in his bug eyed way kind of handsome. <laughs> he is. He's like he's kind of a strange looking guy, but he's he's definitely he exudes some sort of a charisma. Totally. You know, that... I mean, and he's he is an amazing athlete. So I will give Aaron Rodgers an A minus. What I want to talk about is Clay Matthews mm-hmm. because Clay Matthews and what could you can you tell me what position he does play? I know it's Oh, okay. Uh sure, I'll look it up. Uh, you know, but he's he's not what you would you know. It's rare to have a. There aren't that many defensive players in the NFL who are like uh, he's a linebacker. You know, who are who are as famous and as well known and as vis- as visibly recognizable mm-hmm. as someone like Clay Matthews. Um, and so he has carved out for himself an unusually large niche uh, as an actor. <laughs> believe it or not, like I know you know you laugh at me for liking Pitch Perfect, but. In in the sequel in Pitch Perfect two, I don't laugh at you. Whatever well, after you, it, they're silly movies, but there is a really great scene where it's a bunch of uh, competing acapella groups, and one of the groups is a, a handful of uh, Green Bay Packers, including Clay Matthews, and I'm sure someone could tell me who the other ones are. They're recognizable as Packers, um, but he deli- he does all the speaking. Basically, he does mm. all of the delivers all the lines, um, and. He really holds his own. I mean, yeah. that's actual acting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he, you know, he he has to say things like, uh, oh, I really want that Dave & Buster's, uh, you know, gift card. Mm-hmm. I was just looking forward to some of that sweet 
those sweet buffalo wings, you know, like he's really he's got a real funny, uh, funny delivery, particularly for someone who, who's that's not his main skill set. Um, Should we just take a quick yeah, listen just take to a it? Quick I found it. It looks like this might be a this is a very you probably get video. to hear them sing bootylicious, which is pretty funny. Too. <laughs> and it looks like it's a montage of maybe his scenes in the movie. Now, I do not think this is him singing. Okay, this is not a montage. This is just him singing with... Uh, oh, so these are other, these are all Green Bay Packers yeah. here? Oh, I didn't realize that. But look that. at what they're doing. I mean, they really, like, to their credit, they're really going for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, compare that to the song we opened this segment with, which would have been the Super Bowl Shuffle. Do you remember the um, the stiffness, the, the, the wooden boredness <laughs> of, the, uh, of what they referred to as the Chicago Shuffling Crew that I, you know, was the 86 Bears? I would love to talk to... An F, a sports agent who represents some of these huge stars, these huge talents, and like how much of their energy and time is going into making them performers in these mm-hmm. ways, which I think is a kind of a new thing. Um, now, there are, I was telling Luke again, buddy Luke, about uh, doing the show tonight. He mentioned, oh, yeah, well, what about what about Clay Matthews in these Jack Links commercials? But I will be honest with you, Genevieve, I have not watched any of these Jack Links commercials. Have you seen these yet? I've seen this one. This one has Odell Beckham Jr. and Clay Matthews in it. Um, they're in a locker room. They're with Sasquatch that we've talked about before. Yeah, I the, really dislike. I'm on the record for really disliking the, yeah. the whole Jack Links campaign. There's sort the of Sasquatch. a whole history there, apparently. But uh, but the Sasquatch is their mascot. They're in a locker room and they're having a conversation about Jack Links. Okay, and is the fact that the, the um, Sasquatch is usually the butt of people's pranks? Does that play into this at all, or is um, he just like kind of a mascot here? I honestly don't remember how it ends. Okay, let's take a look. It didn't stand Jack out. Jack Links Jerky presents working out with Sasquatch. The cornerstones of any serious fitness program are exercise, diet, sleep, pectorals, and hair, all of which are part of working out with Sasquatch. And protein-packed Jack Link's jerky. Protein, amino acids, good for the hair muscles. Fan! So now Odell Beckham Jr., Clay Matthews, and Sasquatch all stand in a fan as their hair is gloriously blown back. Odell Beckham does have probably the best hair in uh, football, right? Uh, I just like his look. Uh, What was that guy? Paula... Something. Poundstone. No, <laughs> he had the long, long. He was a, he's Hawaiian or Samoan or something. He had like oh, I'm long not sure. hair. I'm not Started sure. with a P. Anyway. Anyway, I really like Odell Beckham's look. Um, I'm really objectifying these football players today. Yeah. I realize, mm-hmm. um, but you know, Clay Matthews does most of the lines on that. Totally believable. Can I give him? Who did I give an A plus to? I gave an A plus to somebody earlier and said that was the gold standard. Oh, we said Troy Aikman is the gold standard. Yes. Um, I'll give. Is there any reason why I shouldn't give him an A plus two, Clay Matthews? I think he's a solid A. I'm giving him a solid A. Only because yeah. there's always room to grow, right? There's always room to and grow, And Aikman's Clay. retired, so yeah. I sort of feel like he has, he has less room Clay's to grow. Clay's got a lot of acting years ahead of him. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right, so that's that one. I wanted to make a quick mention uh, of this uh, Richard Sherman Jeep commercial that we saw for the first time this weekend. I have no idea if it's been running for a long time. Turns out, you and I compared notes when you got home tonight. We both spent... I spent probably 45 minutes looking for some video record of this Jeep commercial. I can't find it anywhere. You and I were comparing notes. We apparently went down all the same paths. Like it's we like went it to, never existed. 
It's like I went to – we go to this website where they post tons of commercials uh, called uh, iSpot. I looked for – there are tons of Richard Sherman commercials there. There are tons of Jeep commercials there, but that one is not. It's not on the Jeep webpage. It also ties in with this uh, Richard Sherman Foundation, which I can't think of the name uh, of. Blanket Coverage. Blanket Coverage. Uh, it's not there. And I'm wondering if – I've talked to two people beside myself about this commercial so far, and we've all had the same reaction, you, me, and Luke, which is – the fuck? Yeah. Like he's driving, the whole thing is like Richard Sherman driving a Jeep. He's going, he's like driving it through the rugged terrain. It's a pretty straightforward um, commercial. I think he's talking about toughness or something. He's drawing some sort of comparisons between, you know, being an athlete and, a, you know, a Jeep or something. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, like you're either, you're, you're an athlete like you're a Jeep. Right. And then at the end, he sees Mount Rainier in the background or, or he sees Mount Rainier in the foreground, I guess. He gets out of his Jeep. No, the background. Is it the background? If but it was the, in the foreground, we definitely wouldn't see Richard that, Well, Sherman. that's true. I, I don't know how to describe it. But he sees it in the distance yes. is the word I'm looking for. He gets out of his Jeep and he like basically – he kind of shakes his fist at the mountain in my memory um, and just kind of says, You hear that, Rainier? We're coming for you next. Which or makes, something like that. And and like you and I, the first time we saw that, we just looked at – Why is he yelling at a – it's like – Old Sherman yells at cloud yeah. or old Sherman yells at mountain. I honestly think the ad is so, so badly constructed and confusing and so localized that they've just pulled it down. I went, I mean, I was going deep today. I was on his Facebook page thinking that he might have I looked posted there too. It. Did you? And did you see that some woman posted, hey, where's the Jeep yes. ad like a month ago? And he was like posting Instagram photos on his Instagram page about like from the shoot, but I cannot find the commercial anywhere. All right. Uh, one more man, two more commercials. This is uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Want to say wide receiver for the Cardinal? <laughs> I want to say wide receiver for the Cardinals, but clearly I can't talk. Um, yes. And uh, in this first one, I really like. It's for Bridgestone Tires, and it opens with uh, – you see a couple of, like, Bridgestone scientists. This is something that they've been doing for a while, Bridgestone, like showing the scientists kind of working in the lab, mm-hmm. um, trying same, to make same tires Same premise as when they had, like, the Olympic athletes shoot the tires with right. arrows, and then the right. scientists, like – looked at them exactly in their white coats in this case if you've ever seen better off ted they kind of remind me of the scientists from better off ted but anyway um they're these two kind of goofball scientists and um they're you see them outside of the cardinals uh training facility or something or stadium and uh, they're talking about how they're bringing larry fitzgerald a receiver who likes to go long um you know kind of into bridgestone to make a point engineers are helping all pro receiver larry fitzgerald go long i don't need help going long Bridgestone's Dooler Alenza Plus is our longest-lasting SUV and truck tire. It's- I want to pause here. Now, all three of them got into a truck together. Larry is driving, and uh, I've never said just his first name before. Somehow it seems funny. Or, uh, well, last week you called him Larry Fitzpatrick. Oh, I did. Do we get any email about that? No, our listeners probably don't watch that much before. <laughs> they love this episode, though, I'm sure. Uh, so Larry's driving. Uh, one of the scientists is in the uh, back seat. He's being a little bit more obsequious. Uh, one of the scientists is in the passenger seat. It's engineered to go 80,000 miles. Huh? It's over 14 million first downs. Oh, dang. I love anything that goes long. Long hair, long passes, long careers. Long division. Long dogs. There's a wiener dog. For 80,000 miles or... You can walk if you like. I don't want to walk there. You don't have to. Yes. 
long hugs. <laughs> okay, so generally speaking, his acting is not that great in that. Like when he starts saying, "I like anything that goes long," I think it suffers from bad writing, but yes. also uh, pretty bad delivery on that. But then when the uh, the guy in the passenger seat kind of rolls his eyes and says, "Are we going to put up with this for eighty thousand miles?" and he says, "You can walk if you want to," and then when he tells the other guy, "No, you can stay." Like there's something about his face that I don't know. We're judging people's acting based on like two second little glances, yeah. but it really works for me. I love this commercial leaves me with a net positive feeling. I agree. Larry Fitzgerald has a lot of personal charm and he mm-hmm. doesn't need to have a lot. He doesn't need to do a lot to be charming. Right. I agree. Now, he Here's does a very, do a lot yeah. in this subsequent ad that we're about to play. I've only seen this once, I think, a while back. This is a very, very earnest commercial for the University of Phoenix, mm-hmm. and it's basically... Of which Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is a graduate. And which, is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. it's uh, So for those who aren't familiar, the uh, uh, University of Phoenix is a, a for-profit uh, college, which, you know, sort of have a mixed reputation, uh, probably uh, at best, but... But you know he did he did go to Phoenix and and I think get a degree there and that's obviously a very admirable. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is a commercial where I think we just kind of see him in um he's at home it looks like and he's just kind of thinking out loud or mm-hmm. voiceovering yeah, out loud. You're hearing loud. him voiceover while uh, I think we're seeing mostly images of like family photos and things around his home. And it's filmed in that very um kind of um sentimental documentary style way it's not very well lit it's close-ups of him pulling out photos and stuff while he's ruminating my mother passed 2003 in my freshman year but she always told me i don't care what happens i don't care if you turn out to be a great athlete or whatever but you need to make sure you get your college degree sometimes i call the house just to hear her voice Hi, you've reached the Fitzgerald. Leave a message after the beep. Hey, Mom, this is Larry. I just want to let you know that uh, I fulfilled the promise that you held me to. I wouldn't be able to do it without your love and support and all the values you taught me and Marcus growing up. There's still things that I hold near and dear to my heart, and I'm going to teach it to my boys as well. Love you. I'm going to bring it down there. I don't know where it goes. But, you know, while he's talking, we see shots of his own kids, uh, you know, two little boys kind of wrestling with each other. And it's like it really – I mean, I think there's a lot of cool things about this ad. I mean, it really pulls on the heartstrings, the fact yeah. that he's lost his mom. Um, the idea of calling your dead mom's voicemail to hear – or you know, answering machine mm-hmm. to hear her voice, which is, is something that you just heard. heartbreaking. And that's you know, you've heard about that in other things. I mean, people will you know, you read about it in books, or people tell you stuff like that in real life, and how heartbreaking it is. You call somebody's cell phone, but wow, for a university <laughs> commercial, you know, like it really goes to kind yeah. of a dark place. Which I give them points for all of that. I w- will say I won't give them extra points because as a football, you could. Point you, after the you touchdown. You get <laughs> One of these days, you're going to laugh at my joke, and it's going to be the best. Um, I I hate to be super critical about something that is very touching, and I think is probably a, there's a lot of truth to to actually what he's saying there about his real life. The part where he starts leaving the voicemail for his deceased mom, it really just starts to sound really red there. It, it sounds does. like somebody gave him a script all of a sudden. I think everything up until that point seems like he's talking off the cuff. Well, I you agree. can hear edits in there, as a you can. Fact. It sounds very much like an interview that he's mm-hmm. doing. And then the voicemail starts, and it does feel red. Um, 
but I think that he of all the uh, of all the football men we've talked about today uh, has to do the most with yes. just his vo- well he's it's with his voice but also you know you're seeing him uh, kind of interacting with objects in his life with photos and things mm-hmm. he actually has to do quite a bit in this commercial he's the, he's other than the little kids playing around like he's the only actor in it um, I just think it speaks to like that he is a natural talent and has a lot of natural charisma that he can carry it as well as it as it does. I definitely want to see more of him yeah. in commercials. I can't give him more than a B plus right now um, because I think that there's some pretty uh, pretty clunky lines in the Bridgestone one, and then a pretty good payoff. I think there's some really good lines in this one, but then it gets pretty clunky at the end. So. B plus with a bullet, though. I, I think we're going to see more from this young guy. All right, let's. Uh, as an actor, <laughs> as an actor, he also plays the footballs. <laughs> All right, uh, I am so sorry that we're so far into the show. I'm going to go through this ad council lickety split. Okay, well, let, let's check in as you say with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. <laughs> with me now. All right. What do we got for Ad Council today? Uh, speaking of football, this is from listener Noah. Um, he says, I first saw this ad air during the Sunday night uh, Patriots-Cardinals game. Uh, not sure if it's just because I'm irritated by Apple removing the headphone jack or sick of deflate gate, but this one rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way. This is an ad. Uh, I'm going to have you play it here. It's for JBL wireless headphones. Um, and it's, uh, you see... Uh, sort of a young, tubby-looking guy sitting in an office uh, listening to music on his headphones with that have a cord, and he's inflating the footballs. And this is obviously in the Pats, oh, you know, equipment room. Okay. And so, I mean, I don't think I have to explain what Deflategate is, right? No. Game time, son! Let's go! Holds up five, five minutes. And then suddenly his cord catches on the um, the like thing that's inflating the footballs and it pulls it out and it deflates one of the footballs but he's too lazy to fix it so he takes this deflated football out to the game and hence that's the story behind deflate game. i see i like the way that that's not actual of course it's not actual patriots uniforms but they're like red white and blue with like three oh yeah stars i mean whatever. It's, it's everything uh, but the pats i kind of um so uh, i'm sorry listener um noah hates it well, he says, I think he has mixed feelings. He says, I see the intended humor. I can see how the intended target is ambiguous enough that this could appeal to both Patriots fans and haters. But the customer surrogate, uh, meaning the sort of yeah. pathetic the looking. very pathetic ball. Ball inflator. inflator. Uh, the customer surrogate seems like a misstep, turns the joke into punching down. I think that's a great observation. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, like, why do they have to make him so pathetic? He's really pathetic, yeah. yeah. Um, he says, are cordless headphones supposed to be enabling technologies? If catching wires is a problem that people have, it seems like the same ad could have been made without him needing to seem so confused by having a wire on his arm and flailing well. Like, right. why is he Why is he so... He seems so unable to deal with, like, having a wire on his headphone. Right. It seems like the infomercials that start with, don't you hate it when... You know, these, like, infomercials that start with a... Uh, 
a situation where like you're cracking an egg, but like it goes all over the kitchen yeah, because yeah. no one can crack an egg yeah. properly. Right. There's a whole uh, subreddit, by the way, about that called uh, Where'd the Soda Go? And it's all about <laughs> um, because there's some, I, I can't remember the origin of that. There's some like uh, commercial where somebody's pouring the soda and it spills all over, but then suddenly it kind of just, uh, anyway. So th- if you ever want to have fun and look at those like crazy ass commercials that are nothing but like problems that don't exist in the real world, go to Where'd the Soda Go on There's Reddit. a fantastic compilation of all of those that's set to the Morrissey song please please let me get what I oh, want oh yes yes uh, that's great um, I, yeah no, just to I, I think to echo what uh, jo, uh, Noah is saying there I also agree like just kind of like using a fat person as a stand in for being pathetic that's a little bit bullshit you yeah know what I mean? it's lazy like, it's, and it's mean and it's mean yeah, yeah and I agree. actually this is a good opportunity for me to say that I did that in an earlier a very early episode I we were talking about like uh, infomercials, I think, and I, I, we, we made some jokes about a product that an overweight person would use for uh, like cleaning themselves. And I, if I have not already apologized for that, several listeners have reached out to me and said, you know, that really wasn't cool. Because um, I think you apologized for it in like week two or three or four. Maybe but I will. New I'll listeners po- are going back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're a new listener, you're going back. Um, I don't know. Maybe you'll get to this episode eventually. Uh, stay with us. I'm that was a, that I was very wrong to say that, and I apologize. It's funny. Like I remember you and Aaron, our guest Aaron, joking around about that. It didn't strike me as being cruel, just because I think having. I mean, whatever. I just it's, it's think the, the last product, acceptable prejudice. Well, it was because I thought the product was so funny and i don't think i was really th- I, I don't remember exactly what you said but i didn't realize it was specifically something for uh for people who are overweight or something like that i just thought it was kind of like a, a weird gross idea of having to put your toilet paper on a stick i kind of didn't didn't realize it by the way look at this gif i have up here this is the uh where did the soda go original thing the guy is sitting down with a plate of food or a whole tray full of food and then he's just clumsily dumps the food all over the place <laughs> and at some point he's got at some point he's got a glass of soda on his tray and then all of a sudden it just kind of disappears <laughs> in the right. edit. yeah so anyway uh, okay moving on this is from listener joshua uh who writes after listening to the last show on songs turned commercials, I have to submit a favorite for the topic. How about the delicious irony of reworking the lyrics of 60s folk song Melanie's Look What They've Done to My Song into a jingle for oatmeal? So can you play this oatmeal commercial? Because I do remember this oatmeal commercial, but I didn't know it was from a, a famous song. Okay. Yeah, I have no So far, I have no idea what, what you or Josh are talking about. <laughs> oatmeal, raisin crisp. Taste what they've done to my oatmeal. Oh, yeah. Taste like, what they've done to oatmeal. Sounds like a poor man's Randy Newman. The singer sounds like Randy Newman. But the song is actually from this. Uh, That's clearly a Randy Newman. It's, like it's a Randy Newman right? alike, but the song is actually straight from the six, 60s folk singer Melanie. Um, and Josh, Josh continues, growing up, my parents had the Melanie album that that song is on. I love the album and still listen to it, but I skip that song every time. I simply can't stop thinking about that damn oatmeal ad. Look what they've done to my song indeed. So I want you to play this version of Look What They've Done to My Song, which is a new cover of it with both Melanie Safka, who's the... Uh, the, the old-timey uh, folk singer? The folk singer and yeah. uh, Miley Cyrus, but I, I just like this version. Okay, let's take a listen here. Look what they've done to my song, Ma. Look what they've done to my song. Well, it's the only thing I could do half right. It's turning out all wrong, Ma. Look what they've done to my song. Look. 
I like that. Isn't that great? Yeah. I, 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 I like the cover with Miley, too, but I'm sure the original with Melanie is great. Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing is, is because I don't have this connection that Josh clearly has, um, like, I, I actually... I may just listen to this song now. I know. I kind of like it. Yeah. I, this is all new to me, and I didn't even know about Melanie, so this is great to learn. And I, I remember that oatmeal commercial vividly. I had no idea it was it was an Outback Steakhouse uh, take on on a song. And how much does she look like Jan Hooks, by the way, Melanie? A little bit. Yeah, she looks like yeah, a, like, like from from Thirty Rock, an older Jan Hooks. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, this is from uh, listener Daniel. It's kind of on the same theme. Um, Besides the Pepsi commercial with Cindy Crawford, you know, the... Uh, uh, I can't remember what song they use in that. Yeah, I, we talked about it last week. It's... Um, uh, shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it here in one second. There's no need to, to get upset at anybody. <laughs> this is a classic 1990s commercial. Cindy Crawford is at a... Oh, just one look. Oh, yeah, right. So, besides the Pepsi commercial with Cindy Crawford, the song I most associate with the product, uh, and vice versa, is Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys and Sunkissed Orange Soda. But I misremembered the commercial as using the genuine Beach Boys song when they actually made their own version uh, for the jingle, which is kind of like what this, you know, mm. what Oatmeal, uh, the Oatmeal song did. Um, all this time, I've had the wrong version of Good Vibrations in my head whenever I saw a case of Sunkissed in the market. Don't think that was accidental. That's what they wanted you to have. Uh, but no matter what, I'll always picture surfers on the beach drinking Sunkiss whenever I hear the real Beach Boys song. This was all new to me. This good vibration. Did you know this at all? Commercial? No, I, I, I don't think I remember this ad actually. Well, let's, let's take a listen. Come and join the Sunkiss scene. Good vibrations with no caffeine. I'm drinking up good vibrations. Sunkissed on soda taste sensation. Sunkissed on diet Sunkissed. All natural flavor. I'm giving out what vibrations? Orange vibrations. <laughs> um, I saw that Daniel posted this to our Facebook page, and so I will respond now with what I told him, which is that um, I was unfamiliar with his commercial, but even though that's probably uh, 30-some years old, that makes me want to drink Sunkiss. They do something where they make this orange soda look so refreshing in this ad and i think a big part of it is they're showing a lot of it in glass bottles yeah um i think that i'm, I'm a big fan of orange soda anyway i think it's the most refreshing soda no joke <laughs> but i just think that seeing somebody drink out of a can they have cans and bottles in this seeing somebody drink out of a can is just you don't get the refreshing feel and this commercial makes me want a soda so bad all right so good job good job um this is from listener uh and self-described super fan lauren uh, she writes, inspired by your request for recommendations for channels that are gold mines of wackadoo commercials, yeah. I stumbled on a new heart marathon, good on you, uh, on a channel called Decades. Uh, and in the span of about three hours, I saw some really bananas contenders. Uh, she's done a couple, but the one that really stood out to me uh, that I wanted to share with our audience was the Atomic Beam Flashlight. Uh, which stays lit even when dropped in a vat of boiling oil with French fries. Oh, uh, don't play the whole thing because it's kind of like one of those infomercials where it's like two minutes long. Yeah, yeah. But just yeah. play like maybe the first thirty seconds. You'll definitely get the gist. The atomic bomb is one of the most powerful forces on Earth. The <laughs> atomic beam is one of the most powerful flashlights on Earth. Hi, I'm Hunter Ellis, and this is Atomic Beam USA, the ultra-bright, tough-grade flashlight that features tactical technology used by U.S. Special Forces. This flashlight has a feeble 125 lux output, 
The Atomic Beam USA has up to 5,000 lux. That's 40 times more. It's tough enough to withstand this 36-ton <laughs> fire truck. We're gonna fire truck just rolls over it. Helicopter. They dropped it, it from a helicopter. Oh, my working. God. That's what I call a tough flashlight. That is pretty tough. Heavy downpours, <laughs> mud puddles, I'm a little bit temperatures like boiling hot oil or being frozen solid in a block of ice are no match. I can smash it with all my strength. <laughs> He puts it between two cinder blocks and then smashes the cinder blocks. Yeah, which with obviously absorbed all the force. Um, I got to say, you, sometimes these things work on you and they rarely do on me. But actually, seeing it get dropped from the helicopter, I was kind of like, oh, I, we actually do need a flashlight. I was looking for the cat today and I needed a flashlight. And I was like... It's funny that you say that uh, this has... And I'm the most susceptible to these kinds of things. This holds no appeal for me because in under almost no circumstances that I can even imagine... Would I need to put my flashlight through this kind of, you know, test? I know. I just feel like flashlights always go janky on you. Whenever you find a flashlight, like the power goes out, you need one, then you find it. And it's like a jank one that, like, you've had kicking around your your house forever. Um, Anyway, I'm not saying I'm going to get this. But also, as as a former um, English tutor, I want to say they started with a premise right off the top. Atomic power is powerful. So is this flashlight. Now they use the rest of the commercial to back up their their thesis. Sort of, except it has zero to do with atomic anything. Okay. It's also kind of terrifying. It's very much like you can tell that it's got that kind of like when the shit goes down. Yeah, a little bit of like and we know. did yeah, we did a whole bunch of those the other day. Yeah. Okay, just a couple more here. Um, this is from uh, listener Carolyn. I wanted to pass this along. Uh, she says, I keep seeing it when I scroll through <gasps> through Facebook. Uh, this is another one of like, it's terrifying out there. You need to have products to prevent you from dying in the apocalypse. Um, I don't need you to play this whole thing, but it's for a, a product called Trust Bag. Uh, and it's a bag that's like made of some material that like can't be cut with a knife and it, you know, locks securely. Th- that idea of... Uh mom's going into the city yes. and she's heard nothing but horror stories about how there are nothing but purse, purse snatchers so you need a bag that right it's solid. like be afraid suburbanites okay the only thing i want you to play in this i don't care about trust bag the only thing i want you to play in this is the first basically five seconds and tell me what you think yeah i just accidentally hit play on this and it terrified me yeah Here. Jeez. what we are seeing is a young woman wearing a pink blouse and someone just walks up to her with no explanation with a knife and slashes her up and down her torso. But she's wearing a shirt underneath this shirt that is apparently made of this trust bag material. So instead of getting cut up, almost like getting shot if you're wearing a Kevlar jacket or something, right. her shirt underneath saves her. But we just see this shirt suddenly become ripped into ribbons and we don't even know what the product is. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's not like they're saying, like, can with, you know, like, they don't introduce the product and then say, can withstand, like, knife stabs. All you see is a woman being stabbed with no explanation. It gets your attention, though. Now I've got your attention. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of not kidding. I wonder if that's kind of smart. Let's just close out with a, a voicemail from listener Chris, um, because he has some some song stylings that I think are, are a great way to wrap oh, okay, up the good. Ad Council feedback. I almost my heart stopped for a second. I thought you were going to say he has some uh, some constructive criticism. No, God knows we don't want that. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve, this is Chris from Portland. You guys were talking last week about uh, pop songs in commercials, and it occurred to me that most of my kind of classic rock and classic pop rock knowledge comes from commercials of my youth. Hmm. For example, I heard it through the grapevine. 
I don't know that I would necessarily know that song had it not been for the California Raisins. Yep. And also, um, a lot of the songs changed the lyrics, much like the Outback commercial you were talking about. And uh, I remember as a kid, I used to walk around singing, Ooh, that golden honey and graham cracker taste of golden graham. And adults would look at me like, uh, you know, those aren't the words to that song, right? And I had no idea what they were talking about. Anyway, I hope you guys uh, have a good show. And uh, really love it. Keep up the good work. Bye. That I like because I didn't know about the Golden Grams, but it reminds me of something one. very similar for the Teddy Grams commercial. Only it was like an Elvis yes. thing. Yo, Teddy Grams. I right? just want to be your Teddy Graham. Just want to eat tasted Teddy Graham. Yeah, I remember this. Ooh, they just showed the picture of Teddy Grams. I forgot. We were allowed to eat these for some... My parents had weird rules about what you're allowed to eat. Like, these are considered crackers, not cookies. So there was an after-school snack, which is why I weighed 200 pounds at a very young age. But um, seeing a close-up of the actual crackers, now I just want to eat me some some uh, Teddy Grahams. Anyway, that's a great voicemail. Thank you, Chris. All right, Veeves. Uh, we do have a little bit of business to get into. We announced at the uh, beginning of the show that we are switching over from our Facebook page to a new Facebook group. And one thing I, I regret not mentioning at the beginning is we will put a, a, a post and we'll pin it to the top of the current page. Um, so the, all you have to do is click a link and move on over to the group and uh, and, and join the group. And eventually uh, we will be uh, saying goodbye to the Facebook page. But one of the reasons we're doing this is we want to have some more fun in the group. We want you guys to be able to communicate more directly with us and each other. But also, we thought it would be fun to do some Facebook Live action. So here's what our idea is. When we get 200 people uh, signed up for the new Facebook group, uh, once we hit that benchmark, Genevieve and I will spend maybe a, a – probably a Saturday would be a good day to do it so that people can can watch us live and we're going to record like an hour of television on our DVR and then probably we... on a channel or a show that we would normally not watch. Exactly. Like let's say we're going to record like Fox News from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night or something like that. And then on Saturday, we will sit down with Facebook Live and we will watch the commercial breaks cold for the first time and uh, along with you guys and you guys can send us comments and we'll just kind of sit down and watch commercials together and we'll fast forward through the content. Yeah. Yes. Which is uh, exactly what the show is all about. It so, will be as close as you can possibly get to why we started doing the show in the first exactly. place. Exactly. And it's the closest you'll ever get to sitting in our living room. <laughs> well, some of you. <laughs> Most you know of who you, you are. <laughs> anyway, I'm really excited about it. I'm a little bit bummed about trying to like, we, you know, we have a big community on the Facebook page right now. And, and I know thank it's a little you. bit complicated moving it Thank you. Thank you to our over. awesome Facebook yeah. community. This is, I know it's a hassle and I we appreciate you moving over. Um, and I'm sorry to make you click again, but... We regret not doing this from the beginning, and we're trying to correct for the fact that the Facebook page is not the best way to have a community. Right. So anyway, we are really looking forward to it. There's going to be some uh, some really great things in the future once we make this transition. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Long one, folks. <laughs> Thanks so much for sticking around with us. I had a lot of fun. I realized because I knew we were going long, I was also talking a million miles an hour. 
Regrets, sure. I have a few, but I think it was a fun show, Genevieve. Thanks for uh, pulling all those commercials. I had fun, too. Uh, yeah, don't let me do the show sheet, though, because I tend to overload yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I think I take, can take most of the blame for making this a little bit rambly this week. But uh, again, a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, if you go to Facebook and uh, and just do the Facebook search for After These Messages, you will find the new group, and that's how you can communicate with us. You can also email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com. Again, after the messages show at gmail.com and Genevieve you want to give the voicemail it's 607-444-5597 that's 607-444-5597 awesome thanks so much Veeves and uh, the rest of you guys we'll talk to you next Tuesday you can sell anything you can really sell anything oh Dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of ancestors from Pakistan. Karachi Posse Zaki's poppy. Uh, Red Octagons couldn't stop me.